Oh, I think it's time. Um, when this thing starts, we can turn that down and just put it on speaker. Good evening, everybody. Oh, he is him. <laughs> I, sir, I uh, sincerely apologize. My life's been a bit hectic because we had a baby. <laughs> Excuses. Excuses, excuses. It's true. Okay, I'm muting everybody and I'm going to get this thing started here. I hope you uh, will will forgive me for this. Uh, at least I'm here. I'm, uh, thanks to Dan who uh, contacted me on my phone and let me know. So uh, without further ado, let's get right into the heart of this show here, which is all about what's going on astrologically. Um, let's see here, hold on. My computer's acting up just a little bit. So there's some interesting things going on astrologically this year as we begin this year and as we go into this year. And the planets I like to look out for are really starting with Jupiter. So we we, we look at Jupiter, we look at um, Saturn, uh, we look at um, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto to see if, you know, what's going on with those. And um, some of you might be aware that there's a lot of planets, uh, well, there's two major planets in Capricorn right now. So Saturn is in Capricorn. And Saturn is the planet that is the ruler of Capricorn. And so what's very interesting right now is that Jupiter is in its natal sign, its natural sign of Sagittarius, and Saturn is in its natural sign of Capricorn, and I just noticed that Mars is in its natural sign of Aries. So we got a lot of planets in their natural sign, which that doesn't really mean anything in particular, um, uh, except that these planets are a little bit more powerful uh, in their own natural sign. So, Saturn in Capricorn, it's at 14 degrees, so it's just about halfway through the sign of Capricorn. Now, Saturn takes two and a half years to go through a sign, okay? So, we, we could, it's not exactly two and a half because it, it goes retrograde and then direct, and so it could be one year and then two years uh, it could be as little as like uh, two years and as much as three years, I guess, in certain uh, cases that it would be in a certain sign. But what's important about Saturn being in Capricorn is if you have planets in Capricorn or if you have planets in Aries or Libra or Cancer. Uh, as we speak right now, <clears throat> for example, I have Mars at 14 degrees of Cancer in my natal chart. So Saturn is directly opposing my Mars. And I've been feeling the effects of Saturn for a while because I have my moon in Aries, I have my sun in Cancer, and I have my Mars in Cancer. So Saturn has already been uh, dishing out some stuff for me. And it's in my natal fourth house. So whatever house Saturn is at, like wherever you have 14 degrees of Capricorn in your chart, that's the house that Saturn is in right now. And it makes things harder, even if, it's, even if it doesn't make bad aspects. 
to other planets in your chart. Just being in that chart, in that house, things will, you'll need to put energy into things that pertain to that house or things will tend to go downhill. And if it makes stressful aspects, like if it makes squares or oppositions to planets in your chart, like it does mine, like so if you have something around 14 degrees of Aries, Libra, or Cancer, Saturn is, is creating, it's going to be more problemsome, more difficult. And Saturn is kind of like a restricting planet, really, in terms of its effects. It makes us work harder and feel burdened by its presence wherever it's located. It's not always bad. I mean, Saturn can make good aspects, and when it makes good aspects, it causes us to be able to get things done. It causes us to bring ideas into, into manifestation and so forth. Um, Saturn, when it's in your 10th house, if, it, if you happen to be, uh, let's say, I think you'd have to be sort of a Libra rising. Is that right? Uh, no, you'd have to be, sorry, you'd have to be Aries rising. Saturn might be in your 10th house right now. And Saturn in the 10th is usually like a culmination of a 28th year or 29 year cycle and it's really supposed to be really good for your career having Saturn up there what's very <coughs> excuse me what's very interesting is that Pluto is also in Capricorn it's at 21 degrees so Saturn's at 14 Pluto's at 21 they're about seven degrees apart they're not really conjunct yet they're not really together but Saturn will catch up to Pluto and they will be exactly together let me see if I can figure out exactly when that will be uh, approximately let's see here do 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 Saturn okay so uh, starting about in April uh, April end of April let's say May 1st of this year uh, Saturn will be conjunct Pluto at 20 to 23 degrees so if you have plants right there, that's going to be a powerful combination. Now, I happen to have um, Capricorn falls mostly in my fifth house, which is the house that rules children and uh, lovers and creative pursuits and so forth. And I happen to have Chiron there at 21 degrees. And Pluto has been going over my Chiron now for a year, and I just had a son. And... You know, it was almost like I, I sort of saw it coming. I figured this would be something that really changes my life, having this child. And that's exactly what's been happening. And this is a, when Pluto makes an aspect, it's usually once in a lifetime. So if you look at your chart and see, do you have anything around 21, 22 degrees of Cancer, Aries, uh, or Libra, you know, or, or Capricorn, you know that Pluto is going to affect that. A lot of people that I've talked to, uh, they think they've read some books about astrology and people have told them that Pluto crossing over a planet, in other words, conjuncting a planet, is a big scary thing. And that, that is absolutely not true. When Pluto conjuncts a planet, it brings, it's like, um, it's like Jupiter, but 
like on steroids because it gives you a big, big result. Um, now, it can bring a lesson with it, don't get me wrong. It can bring a lesson with it, but the lesson won't be because if it's a conjunction or a trine, but even a, it really has to be a conjunction of there really be something big. It, uh, a trine is good, uh, or in conjunct is also good, also called a quincunx. These are all good aspects, but they don't usually result in a, an actual event. Whereas Pluto conjuncting a planet will cause something really big to happen that you just can't ignore. Now, if it's squaring something like we talked about, if it's in or opposing, like you have something in Aries or Cancer or Libra at 21 degrees, this could be something that would be very uh, big and it would be destructive because Pluto is a, the planet of destruction. So Pluto moves very slowly, you know, it's just not a quick mover. Um, by, by the end of this year, it will have gotten to, it'll still be at 22 degrees of Capricorn. <laughs> and Saturn will be there too. So starting in May, really from May all the way through the end of the year, uh, Saturn and Pluto are going to be around 22 degrees of Capricorn. This is how, because uh, Saturn's going to go retrograde and Pluto's going to go retrograde. And so it doesn't move very quickly. So that really covers the year as far as those two planets are concerned. You know, I've talked to lots of people. Uh, I have a good friend whose son, uh, her son is 22 degrees or 21 degrees of Capricorn. And so Pluto's going over her son. And this is like huge life change. A huge life change. I think she's a uh, a Capricorn two of spades, the two of spades, uh, ten of clubs. So all these people like um, Howard Stern and Rush Limbaugh, they have Pluto crossing over their sun right now. <laughs> it just so happens. I mean, not that anybody cares necessarily, but you might see some big changes, good changes for both Rush Limbaugh and Howard Stern, who also shared his birthday. Uh, of the two of spades Capricorn okay now Jupiter um, let's see Jupiter it's very interesting because now Jupiter is going to catch up with Saturn and Pluto eventually because it takes only one year to go all the way through one sign to the next so it's in Sagittarius right now and it's about halfway through so it has about six months left of Sagittarius before it goes into the sign of Capricorn. And by the end of the year, it's at six degrees of Capricorn, six or seven degrees of Capricorn. Okay, now Jupiter is the best planet. And you can look in your chart. You can say, well, where is, where in my chart does 16 degrees of Sagittarius fall? Like what house is it in? And that is going to bring good fortune in that house, especially if you have planets in Sagittarius in that house. If Jupiter crosses over a planet that's in a house in your chart, it's going to bring a new beginning that's very fortunate. It could be like, suppose you had Venus in Sagittarius, for example, and Jupiter hit that Venus the same degree. That could bring a relationship. You know, that often does bring a new relationship. If you're, of course, single and and even if you aren't, 
I mean, even if you're not looking for a relationship, it could bring money because both Venus and Jupiter are money planets. Okay, so you can you can always feel safe. Like I had Jupiter. It just went into my fourth house recently. It's been in my third house for a while. And I did in this last year when Jupiter was in my third house, which rules cars, communications, and siblings, I bought and sold like three different cars. And I really had some good fortune with cars, actually. The, I got some really good deals on cars. I mean, I had two electric cars for a while, and then I sold one and got a, a Prius, and we got a good deal on that. So it's just like Jupiter in the third is always going to bring, a good, it's a good time to buy a car if, if you're thinking about that. It's also a good time to look for publishing deals and things of that nature, which I wasn't looking for, but that's the way it goes. Um, so knowing where Jupiter is and understanding, and like Jupiter in the fourth is a good time to buy a house because fourth house is the home. Jupiter in the fifth is a good time to have a baby or to start a new creative project and so forth. I'm not going to go through all the different houses. You guys can look up easily on the web what these houses represent. But it's always good to know where Jupiter is in your chart, where Saturn is, where Pluto is, and Neptune also, and, and Uranus. I mean, I, I would always be wanting to know um, where they all are, okay? So let's get back to um, the other planets. For, for briefly. Now we're talking, um, let's see, let's go to Uranus for next. Uranus is also, and Neptune, like Pluto, very slow movers. Um, and it's right now it, it's at 28 degrees of Aries. So it's going to go into Taurus very soon. So, but this is just the early degrees. It would be the early degrees of Taurus. So right now it's at the end of Aries. So if you had any planets around 29 degrees of Aries, and this includes planets that would be in one degree Taurus or zero degrees or two degrees Taurus, Uranus is going to go over that. And just like Pluto, when Uranus goes over a planet, it's extremely fortunate. And Uranus rules the media. So, like, if, if you are looking for success on the Internet, on TV, or radio, good Uranus transits are what you look for. That's the thing to look for, is good Uranus transits. I mean, that means Uranus making positive aspects as it's moving to your natal planets in your chart. Okay? So, what signs are not... Uh, are not compatible with Aries, which, and now we're only talking like the very last two degrees of Aries, is, and that is the same ones that, that Pluto was, which is Capricorn, Cancer, and Libra. So if you happen to have planets around 29 degrees, Capricorn, Cancer, or Libra, Uranus is going to cause unexpected, unpredictable events that will basically rock your world and break up structures in your life so that you can be free of things that are really not good for you anymore. Uranus acts in an unexpected way. I mean, if you're into the cards, you already know that, that the Uranus period or the Uranus day of the week, things happen unexpectedly. That's the nature of Uranus. And it's the same in astrology. And it, it really is like 
Uranus's its primary purpose is to cause situations that have us become aware of where we are attached to certain things being a certain way and then just blasting that right out of the sky. That's what Uranus does when it's making a negative aspect, which is a square or an opposition. Okay. So, so then very shortly, let me just see if I can see which month it is. Wait a minute. Uh, okay. So really by in March, see, yeah, uh, actually in February, next month, Uranus crosses over into Taurus. Okay. Um, so right in the middle of the month sometime. Um, so then now we're talking about Uranus and Taurus, but it's, remember it's the very beginning of Taurus. It's like zero degrees, one degree, two degrees. So if you have plants around there, Uranus is going to cross some of those in this year. Okay, let's see how far it goes by December. Let me just take a quick look. By next January, Uranus has gone to two, 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 two degrees of Taurus because it's basically gone retrograde. It's gone retrograde. It might have made, might have made it all the way to three degrees and that's going backwards. So what are the signs that are compatible with Taurus? And that would be the Earth signs, which would be Virgo and Capricorn. So if you have planets around two or one or zero degrees of Virgo, Capricorn, or Taurus, they're going to benefit from Uranus. And the signs that are not compatible with Taurus are Leo, Aquarius, and Scorpio. So any planets that are really early degrees of Leo, Scorpio, or Aquarius are going to be aspected badly by Uranus, and it's going to break up stuff. Like I've seen people, a common aspect is when Uranus squares your ascendant. And most people will experience Uranus squaring their ascendant at some point in their life. So it's good to know how many degrees of your sign your ascendant is. Uranus squaring the ascendant is almost always a divorce. If there's a marriage, it will generally blast that out of the water. Because what will happen is if Uranus squares your ascendant is you'll become so you just won't want anything in your life to not be really what you are. You'll just want to throw it off. You want to throw off anything in your life that's not really what you are, what you want to be. So you'll just, that causes divorce usually. Usually that aspect occurs because somebody's been in a relationship for a long time that's not really that helpful. I just noticed on January 1st of next year, this is a very interesting little side note here, but there's going to be um, five planets in Capricorn on January 1st uh, of next year. Jupiter, Mercury, Saturn, the Sun, and Pluto, all in Capricorn. Wow. <laughs> so, you know... Capricorn people are really having a lot of changes. And I mean, you, you have Pluto going through Capricorn, you got Saturn going through Capricorn, and now you've got Jupiter coming up. And Jupiter's going to eventually catch those and actually get in front of them. I think by the end of 2020, Jupiter will be in, off into Aquarius, the next sign. Okay, so it's going to be very interesting. So let's talk about Neptune real quick. 
Neptune is in Pisces now. Neptune is a very slow mover. Very, very slow mover. Um, Neptune, hold on, just got to do something here real quick. Yes, okay. Neptune is almost like Pluto. I mean, it's like right now about uh, 14 degrees of Pisces. And it's been there for a long time. And, you know, by the end of the year, I think it's, um, I think it's only like, let me see, let me re redraw this here. By the end of the year, like, it's only going to be 16 degrees of Pisces. So it's very interesting. So Neptune in Pisces, um, what, what can I say about that? If, if it's a good aspect, which would be, it'll be making good aspects to Cancer and also to Scorpio, any planets, like 14 degrees. If, you're, if you were born around the 4th of November or the 5th, you might have a sun in Scorpio that's 14 degrees of Scorpio. And the same thing if you were born in July around the 4th or 5th, you might have a 14 degree sun in Cancer. And Neptune trining those could bring good fortune from whatever house it's located in. Okay. And it could be conjuncting a planet. I know lots of people that have got moon in Pisces. If Neptune crosses over your moon, you'll go through a year where you're just super psychic. I mean, you're already psychic. By the way, Neptune, I just realized that Neptune is in its natural sign. So right now we got four planets in their natural signs. We have Mars and Aries. We got Saturn and Capricorn, we got Jupiter and Sagittarius, and Neptune and Pisces. Very interesting. It wasn't that long ago that we had Uranus and Aquarius either, um, and it was in its natural sign not, not too long ago. So getting back to Neptune, the signs that are not compatible with Pisces are all the mutable signs, which is Gemini, Virgo, and Sagittarius. So if Neptune is squaring those, it could... It, it, it tends to melt things down. Like if Neptune squared your sun, which it might do, if people, a lot of people, if you have a sun in Gemini, uh, a sun in Sagittarius, uh, or a sun in Virgo, Neptune might be opposing or squaring your sun. It could take away your whole, like, sense of who you are. You, you could get kind of feeling really lost, like, I don't know who I am. Uh, and experiences that happen during that time. And a Neptune transit can last. It's very interesting. I don't, I don't know exactly why. Its orbit must be very strange because the transits of Neptune can last longer than Pluto because it can go, it can square a planet and then go retrograde and square it again and then go direct and square it again. And then it can do it two more times, retrograde and direct. Pluto doesn't do that, but Neptune can do that. And I'm not sure why. I don't know. I haven't studied that enough. But I've seen a Neptune transit that can last almost two years. That's longer than any other planet that could transit a planet. So every time a planet crosses over or makes an aspect is what we call a transit. And so every time a, a Neptune can have five hits on a planet. And those could be good hits or they could be bad hits. Okay. So the Gemini and Sag and um, Virgo would be uh, a negative one. Not really negative, just that we don't like it. We won't like it. It'll just take away 
a structure. It'll melt a structure down in your life. Okay, but it, again, it's kind of like Uranus. It has a positive meaning behind it. It has a reason for being there, this um, Neptune making its negative aspects. And then, of course, it has the good aspects, the conjunctions, the trines, and the inconjuncts. Um, any book that tells you about the meaning of sextile transits is kind of a waste of paper because even though a sextile transit can be beneficial, you probably will never, ever notice it. It's so, it's so faint that so small that it's like, you're not likely to actually even notice um, what the Neptune transit, a sextile, I mean, transit of any planet will bring. So that's why I've seen these books that do transits in astrology and they give interpretations for all these sextile aspects. And I'm like, oh God, you know, what are they doing? What are they trying to dream up here? Okay. So that's basically, I mean, there's other planets, of course, there's Mars and Venus and there's Mercury and the moon. I don't get into those. Uh, I never look at those for myself. I mean, if I look down and I see one while I'm doing a reading, I might pay attention to it. But really, I know that the things that really happen in our life occur from these outer planets, starting with Jupiter. That's where things, we see things really happening. And that's for, where I make predictions when I give readings for people, is by looking at these outer planets. Okay? So if you have a question, um, we're going to take a short break here. If you have a question about your own chart and you have your chart there, because I'm not going to run, um, I'm not going to run a chart for you. I don't think I don't think I have time to do that actually, um, to run a, a chart for you during this call. But if you already have your chart and you know like how many degrees your ascendant is or whatever, and you have a question or just a general question about the transits in the astrology, please let me know. I'll be happy to answer them. Okay? So we're going to have a quick little um, uh, song here, and then we'll be right back. That wasn't too painful, I, <laughs> I hope. Um, okay, we're in Q&A mode. If you'd like to share, if you have the app, you can uh, press the little button that appears on, raise your hand or whatever. And if you're calling on the phone, it's star six, and then you have to hit one, the number one, to uh, let me know that you would like to 
ask a question or share. Okie doke. So we're going to get started with uh, my friend Dan, who's really responsible for me being here because I completely forgot about the uh, section session tonight. Hey, Dan. Can you tell what my rising sign ascendant is? Well, you can go to astro.com and run your chart for free, and it'll tell you what your rising sign is. Yeah. Hello? Are you there? Oh, Dan, you're talking to your wife? Okay, let's see 0 0.42. Let's see if it's any place. Hello, Dan? I don't think Dan can hear me. <laughs> this is, oh, this is the same stuff, right? Okay, I'm going to block Dan out here. Okay, so who am I speaking to from the 818 area code? Uh, hi. Hello. Uh, so my question is about, um, I guess, how do you, how do, how do like the, the, the year, the long range cards, how do you know between the main card and your second card, which your of ruling those card? would uh -huh. have a, yeah, like which of those would have a more of an impact on your year? Oh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Now, um, the answer to that is that they both have an impact, and you have to understand the difference between the two different cards that you have. Like you have to understand what parts of those are connected to what part of your personality. Does that make sense? Okay, so what's your birthday, for example? You, let's use your birthday as an example. Oh, it's September 13. Okay, and what year were you born? 84. Okay, give me one second. So your birth card is a jack of clubs and your ruling card is a nine of diamonds, yeah? Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first step in this is to understand what part of you is a jack of clubs and what part of you is a nine of diamonds. Does that make sense? Okay. You gotta you gotta see those two distinct parts of your personality. Like your jack of clubs is very, is the mental part of you, you know, and the nine of diamonds is more the financial part of you, and the giving part of you, the part that wants to give and help people. You understand? Mm -hmm. So then, when you look at the two spreads every year, we look at the long range card. It's it's that spread is pertaining to that part of you. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And um, so you can look at the Jack of Clubs spread, and you see the long ring cards as a Queen of Clubs, right? You're right, right. This year, because I'm looking at your cards, and I happen to yeah. know whether that Queen of Clubs could be you. That could mean that this is a year that you're going to get have a lot of romantic activity, or even get married, or something like that, because it's the feminine part of the Jack of Clubs. You understand? It's it's a, what we call a personality card. Uh, then your Nine of Diamonds has a long range of the Jack of Spades. And that represents having a whole upgrade in your lifestyle. Or, unless, I mean, unless that means a Jack of Spades person. It's possible that could be a Jack of Spades person in your life. I don't know. You know, you'd have to see if there's any I Jack of Spades. I, I, yeah, I, I, haven't, I, haven't, I don't know any right now. 
Okay, so it's really about your lifestyle getting upgraded to a, a much better level. You understand? And that could be a spiritual thing. It could be like you're getting upgraded to a spiritual level. Make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, so we look at these two spreads. So now when you look at all the cards in the, in the Jack of Clubs spread, you'll know it's really pertaining to that part of you. Now, honestly, romantic things could occur in either spread. Uh, financial things could occur in either spread. Health things could occur in either spread, okay? Because these are all parts of you. They're just parts of you. But in general, the, the, the nine of the diamond. So it really is a more financially oriented part of your personality, whereas the Jack Clubs is more the mental and the uh, conceptual part of your personality. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. You know, clubs, they like, clubs love ideas, right? And diamonds like things. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. I don't okay, like does that help? Uh, I'm yeah, sorry, what I was looking at somebody's I was looking at somebody else's spread and they were a five of clubs and during this time period and I saw their three of diamonds they have uh they're they're in their Mars period and they have the five of spades. Uh -huh. And so that indicated a move is what I what I read. So I, I never would have looked at that spread. But I was trying to figure out what caused the move. So, right. Uh, well, I always look at I look at all the spreads, and there's even a third ruler that we use now called the decanate ruler, which is very very helpful. And sometimes, and it shows even more cards if you're ready to handle that. Okay. And how do you figure that card out? I think it's in the book. I don't well, know. it's not in the. I think it's in the new edition of Cards of Your Destiny book, but I've talked about it before. We, it's too complicated to describe here. As a matter of fact, I think I might have had a show about that. Actually, I talked about it last week. If you read, uh, listen to last week's show, I actually did talk about it, not in depth, but I did talk a little bit about how you find it. Okay? Okay, I'll, I'll look through the archives, yes. Thank yeah, you. yeah, thank you. Great having you on the show. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So uh, my friend Dan asked a question um, that I mentioned that Jupiter can have a beneficial effect in regards to publishing. That only occurred uh, only occurs when Jupiter is in the third house of an individual. He was wanting to know if it ha would have a, a beneficial influence in the world of news and media. I, I don't think so. I mean, uh, you know, there is something to be said for like when the planets are aspecting each other, okay? So you could have a time when let's say Jupiter and Mercury, which is a ruler of the third house and the ruler of publishing and all that stuff, when Jupiter and Mercury are conjunct, and that could happen, and that could go on for a couple of weeks uh, in any given year. And that might be an overall good influence for publishing and the media and so forth and things like that. But it, that wouldn't necessarily affect you that way individually. There is like 
what's going on in the heavens, which is like when these planets, these planets, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, when they aspect each other, okay, that causes things to happen in the world. But when they aspect things in your chart, that causes stuff to happen in your life. That's how that works. Okay, just so you're clear about that. Um, let's see here. Hold on. I wanted to give you an example of that. So I was talking about how um, Neptune is in the sign of Pisces. Well, Venus was in um, Jupiter. Well, let us go to Jupiter. Jupiter is 18 degrees of Sagittarius. So really about uh, three weeks ago, Jupiter was squaring Neptune. Okay. Now that wouldn't necessarily have a really bad effect uh, in the world, except you might have a lot more death by drugs or things like that. But it, Jupiter is such a good planet that it rarely makes a bad aspect. Okay. But that's an example of the outer planets fighting with each other and having a negative aspect. And there was a time when Uranus was squaring Pluto last year. Uh, there'll be a time when Uranus uh, is squaring Saturn coming up when Saturn gets to 28 degrees of Capricorn. So there's going to be these times and they, they have done research and they have noticed that there's more different kinds of things like fires, outbreaks, uh, bombings, uh, you know, mass uh, events of destruction of different kinds. They do occur when the outer planets, uh, especially the powerful ones like Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, and Saturn are squaring with each other, squaring or opposing, okay? But really, if the planets are making good aspects in your chart, it won't matter if they're squaring each other out there in the universe. It won't matter. You'll still have good fortune in your life during that time. Okay? Now, let me just see if anybody else has come back on with a question. And Dan, if you want to come back in and ask again, raise your hand, and I'll call on you again. We tried calling on you. We were talking to somebody. You weren't, uh, we, we, we could hear you, but you couldn't hear me. <laughs> so my, my answer, though, uh, you were trying to find somebody's rising sign. You need to go... Um, Okay, so if this person you're talking about, he wrote me and says this person was born on March 21st, 1952. Um, Sag rising at 17 and a half degrees. Okay, great. Okay, so if you're Sag rising at 17 and a half degrees, Jupiter has just crossed over your ascendant and you're going to have one of the best years of your life because Jupiter in the first house is the best in my experience, the best astrological transit there is. It's just, it's just wonderful. So it's just started, too, and it's going to last a year. So having Jupiter in the first house is really fortunate, I must say. Is that your chart we're talking about, Dan? Yes. Is that yours, uh, March 21st, 1952? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> you seem a little unsure of yourself there, Dan. I, I don't know how to I don't know how to work the dashboard really. Are you able to hear me? I hear you. Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm sorry. Uh, 
I just called on you. I just unmuted you. I just thought it was uh, for typing and stuff. I understand now. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was me. That's talking about me. Okay. So you just started. You just you're just starting a really wonderful transit of Jupiter for the next year. You should be going. If I were in your shoes, I would be going all out to promote myself because oh, you'll be cool. very successful at that. Wonderful. Great news. And you know what happens is the second house follows the first house. So you'll have one year of a lot of popularity followed by one year of a lot of prosperity. Wow. That's great. You know, that's, yeah. That's, and that's, Jupiter is a 12-year. It takes 12 years to go around the chart. So this occurs every 12 years. So you might want to, if you, if, you, if you can remember, you can look back 12 years and say, well, what was going on 12 years ago? Oh, I what can't kind easily. Of things? It was yeah, it was a remarkable series of events occurred then. That's right. Yeah. I mean, I, I planned the publication of one of my books when Jupiter crossed my ascendant, and that just guaranteed the success of it. You know? So, yeah, astrology is very, very powerful. Um, if one understands how to use it, it's really, really helpful. Yeah. So, uh, thanks for... Uh, I was in there watching TV with my wife. <laughs> Good for you. Everybody gave you a pass knowing your circumstances. Yeah, I'm not sure. Well, I appreciate that, but I feel oh. bad about it, and I, I really appreciate you, you ringing in on me. and Because okay. my phone just happened. My phone is never in the living room, but I just happened to have brought it in the living room for some reason, and I heard the little sound that the, the thing makes, you know? <laughs> cool. Excellent. So okay, thank, thanks thank again, Dan. Your- Thank you for your kind words and, and help. I appreciate it. Yeah, and we'll be talking tomorrow, so I look forward to it. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay, we have another person who's just raised her hand, Carmen. Are you there, Carmen? Hi. Hello, Carmen. Hi. How are you doing, Robert? I'm doing pretty good. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing great. Beautiful baby, by the way. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Yes, he's gorgeous. And um, I just wanted to ask you, um, I heard the Sagittarius, I have the, um, my 10th house conjunct Jupiter this year. Now, wait a minute. Let me, let me understand that. Are you saying that transiting Jupiter is in your 10th house? Yes, transiting Jupiter is conjunct my 10th house, yes. Okay, so okay, so when did that start, do you know? Mm, How many I, well, degrees? You just, of, said the 18, you just said the 18 degrees of uh, Sagittarius. Is that what your midheaven that, is? Is your midheaven 18 degrees yes, Sagittarius? exactly. Okay, yeah. so Jupiter in the 10th house, especially, do you have any 10th house planets? Natalie? Uh, Jupiter. Natal Jupiter is in your 10th house? Yeah. And transiting Jupiter is in your 10th house? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you're going to have a Jupiter return this year, if that's true. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Absolutely. So what's your birthday? It's April 3rd, um, 1959. Okay, let me just have a look real quick, okay? Give me one second. And what time of day were you born? 
Uh, it's uh, 4.19 a.m. Montreal. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, okay, you do have Jupiter in Sagittarius. But yeah. it's not but it's not eighteen degrees, it's one degree of Sagittarius. Okay, yes, yes. Yes, it is in so Sagittarius. Jupiter, but it's not it's not eighteen and your midheaven is closer to ten degrees of Sagittarius. You understand? Yeah, I thought it was eighteen for some reason. Because uh, did you put Montreal? I did not. But I don't think that would matter very much. Let me see if it does. Hold on. I can put that in there real quick. Because my ascendant is five degrees Pisces. Huh. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Okay, okay, good. So you happen to have Saturn in your 10th house. Yes, okay. Natally. And your midheaven is 18. So basically Jupiter is just moving into your 10th house. That often brings an opportunity to start, have a, a completely different, like, career. You know, like what you do. Uh, a different, um, the best word is the role that you play in the world. Okay? Okay. That makes sense. Like yeah. it's like how people see you. Like, like oh, I'm a dentist. Oh no, I'm a uh, now I'm a, a writer. Yeah, a writer, whatever. And this is a for a very fortunate, a very fortunate change of identity that we're talking about. Okay. So if you've been thinking about changing careers, this will be a very auspicious time to do it this well, year. Well, actually, I'm not thinking of careers, but I'm thinking of changing houses. I'm well, that's not, that's, that has nothing to do with your house. Nothing to do with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. it, nope. Career. Okay. It's all about, or not just career, but what your role is in life. Like what the you world. do. Yeah, what you do that people know you for. Like they say, oh, uh, she's this, right? Carmen, yeah, oh. she's, she's this. She's um, psychic. Carmen's she's, psychic. She's a psychic or... But yeah. it's it's a role that you play in service to others, not yeah. just uh, what you do for fun. It's something that you would you know yeah. be you known for to other people. So this, I don't think it's I don't think you're going to be um, I don't actually think you're going to know what that is until Jupiter hits your Saturn, which will be towards the end of the year. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think, but I think then you're going to like say, oh, wow, I, it's time for me to move on and do something completely different, different. Than, I, than right. I've done before. Right. So yeah. just, be, just be open to that. You know, yeah. just, be, just be open to it and be paying attention to things around you because it could be something that's been in front of you, but you just weren't paying attention to it. It always happened that way, right? Uh, not always, but right. it can. You're it certainly can. You don't it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it's that way. Sometimes it's something completely new shows up, and it's like yeah. out of the blue. Um, so it can happen all kinds of different ways. But you just be aware, and you'll and you won't miss it. Perfect. Well, Robert, I hope I get to come and see you one day. Oh yeah, well, First you're welcome to welcome to come. 
live Yeah, class. I mean, I don't yeah. teach a lot of live classes anymore, but uh, okay. every once in a while there is one. Just pay, you know, stay on the newsletter and you'll find out. You'll be one of the first people to know if we have Perfect. a class. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much for the great work you do. We, oh, thanks, I Carmen. Thank you very much. I appreciate your kind words, Carmen. Okay, bye. All right, bye-bye. Okay, folks, uh, again, uh, and there was a confusion also in my um, email. See, we, I changed it to 8 o'clock because it's just hard staying up really any later than that now with our baby, the whole baby thing again. I don't want to run that into the ground or anything. But um, I forgot to change it that 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock to 8 o'clock and everywhere on the, on the newsletter thing that I sent out. So some of you wrote me and said, you know, what time is it going to be, 8 o'clock or 9 o'clock? So it's going to be 8 o'clock for a while. Uh, this is Eastern time we're talking about, 8 o'clock Eastern time, until perhaps I get back on a normal, normal schedule. And uh, so just be prepared for that for the next coming classes. So uh, we don't have any further um, people asking questions, so we're going to go ahead and call it a show. For those of you who came in late, uh, we recorded the whole discussion about astrology, and I'll be putting that up tomorrow. You can, you're welcome to listen to it uh, there. And thank you all for being here. And again, I apologize for being late, and I'll do my best not to do that again next, year, next time. All right. Have a great uh, evening, everybody, and thanks for being here.